0: walking on a street in Boston when I was in college, and I was out walking and I was praying. Maybe you've walked and prayed before, but I was walking and praying because it was a period of my life where I had come to understand that my faith in God was being built on people and not on God. That I had turned my Christian experience and my time in the church into something worldly nothing anybody else did, it was going on inside of me. I had allowed selfish ambition, a desire for attention, a desire for achievement to become a dominant motivator in my life. And I remember praying and saying to God, something had gone awfully wrong inside of me. And the Christianity I began afresh when I became a Christian was now souring. And my impact on other people and my personal life were negative. They were not good. And as I was walking, I didn't understand it at the time, but I was learning to walk with God. I was learning humility. Not humility with people, but humility with God to come to him and admit my weaknesses, which I didn't like doing. To come to him and admit my sins, which I didn't like doing, feeling embarrassed and ashamed of it. And what I learned during that time is that Jesus walked with God. And one of the most important things Jesus came to do was to show us by his life how to walk with God. And we know that Jesus was humble with God, even though he and God were one. And that's the extraordinary account and explanation in Philippians chapter two, where it says he did not consider equality with God, something to be grasped. I did not realize how proud I was because I focused my pride on, am I being prideful toward people? But I didn't focus on my pride with God. And the fact that I was striving and pushing and, and working to get things done, but I wasn't doing it humbly and relying on God. I was doing it on my own strength. Humility is really getting the clarity where we remove our insecurity. We remove our desire to get people's attention. We remove our desire to need people's praise. We learn to love people, not perform for people. Humility is the core of how Jesus walked with God and it's what he taught the New Testament church to be like. In Hebrews chapter five and verse seven, while Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death and God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. One of the most important things you and I can ever do is push everything out of our mind and push everything out of our heart and just zero in on God making a decision that God will be enough. I may never be cheered, I may never be applauded, I may never be praised, I might be excluded. It doesn't matter because God is enough. And our relationship with God should be emotional. I didn't, my wife helped me with that that I needed to express my emotions to God. I didn't even know that. And she and I weren't even dating at the time. We were just friends. And she said, well, you know, one of the challenges you may be having is you're not expressing your emotion to God. And when I began to get rid of the self-suppression, the pushing down the pain, the pushing down the hurt, the hiding my weaknesses, the inability to apologize and to admit failure, when I began to let that out, Boy, oh boy, did that change my life. Now I didn't feel great because I was embarrassed. I felt humiliated. But what I understood, it wasn't humiliation I was experiencing. It was the confidence that comes with humility before God. Confidence in God not in how I lived. Confidence in God's forgiveness, not looking back and with regret. And all of that came with great emotion. And you know, it unlocked emotions that I hadn't had before. Sometimes people think, I'm sure I'm too emotional. But the reality is, everybody has emotion and everybody should be able to express that emotion. We shouldn't keep it suppressed, but how do you get it loose? You gotta walk with God, you gotta let it out. You gotta put it out there and not just put out tasks and goals and what you want, but put out what you're feeling, what you're going through, what the struggle is like. C.S. Lewis once said this, pride gets no pleasure out of having something, only out of having more than the next man. And you know what I realized? Envy and jealousy, those are two of the big products of pride and drivers of pride. Envy and jealousy, looking at other people and wanting what they have. And it actually makes us prideful. If we don't have what other people have, we get mad and we start to compete with them out of our pride, because we're hurt that we don't get what they get. We're hurt that we don't have what they have. And when we get hurt because of what other people have, if someone else's kid is being more accomplished than your kid, are you hurt? If someone else's child becomes a Christian and your kid doesn't become a Christian, are you hurt? We have to get rid of that hurt by letting go of the pride and saying I'm not going to take any pleasure in competing with anybody. I'm going to be grateful for all my friends and what they have, and I'm going to be grateful for my life as it unfolds, and I'm going to walk with God to see my dreams come true. I'm going to keep believing that good things are going to happen for me and that I simply need to trust God and let God let my destiny unfold. Man, that's the way we walk with God. And I'll tell you, it's taken me a lot of years and I'm still working on it. Guess what? The New Testament church was powerful and it changed the world. And you can go back and look at previous episodes if you don't understand what I mean by New Testament church. But the New Testament church changed the world because guess what? It imitated Jesus' walk with God. It imitated his walk with God. Look at what they did in the New Testament church. They They were facing persecution. People started to be against them when they began to change lives. That may sound familiar to some of you. When the church begins to change a lot of lives, there will be people who don't like it. There will be people who say, I don't want to live in a Christian world. I don't want to live in a world where people believe in God. I don't live in a world where Jesus is talked about in public and pushed and promoted as a solution to life. I don't believe in that and I don't want to hear about it. And sometimes you can get blowback when you take jesus out there and you take god out there they did the new testament church they took it out there they put it out there and it began to change people's lives poor people rich people everybody began to come and go there's something going on here and i want to be a part of it and they began to put them in jail they began to persecute them and you know what their answer was not to fight not to get angry not to split their church not to not to get disheartened and and leave god their answer was to walk with god when in pain, when disappointed, when discouraged, when depressed, when defeated, they walk with God. Acts 4:29. look what they did. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. You know what? They met opposition with prayer. They met difficulty with the determination to walk with God. What does it mean to walk with God? Let me leave you with this. Every morning you get up and read your Bible and you read it with passionate faith to believe in and imitate what you see. Every morning you go out and pray and you pray like Jesus, I pray like Jesus, we pour our emotions out. We put our heart into it. We get alone and we get time with God where we can let it all hang out. The anxiety, the fear, the worries, and the dreams. And then you believe. And you keep marching forward no matter what happens. When we walk with God like that, not only will our life fulfill the dreams that God has laid on our heart, we walk with God like that, we'll change the world. And that is what everything is all about when it comes to imitating Jesus' walk with God and building a church filled with people like that. And guess what? It'll be attractive to everyone because God is a magnet if we keep it pure and right and show them God and not ourselves, show them God and not our church, show them God and not the music, boy, it'll change lives. That's the way we ought to live, and that's how we can imitate the walk with God that Jesus had.